I, I rise to support uh, this legislation to end uh, unfair, cruel uh, and unnecessary and un-Australian uh, vaccine mandates on the Australian people. You should not need to undergo a medical procedure to earn a living. Everybody should have the right to work and provide for their family. And no government, no government in this free country that I was born in has the right to take away people's right to work and provide for their family. Yet that is what we see, see a variety of state governments doing across the country. Uh, people are being forced to choose between having a medical procedure and keeping their business or keeping their job and ultimately keeping their house. I thought I was born in a free country. I think a lot of other Australians thought they were too. I think a lot of Australians respect the sacrifice that previous generations of Australians put in for us to have that right. But those rights are being stripped away from us and will be denied to our children unless we stand up against this tyranny. I have been in the last week since the Queensland government announced its vaccine mandates, I have been inundated with small businesses, with workers who are at their wits' end because they don't know how they're going to provide for their family. They do not know how they're going to put bread on the table next year. And I've always said the coronavirus is a serious thing. We've had to take serious action. And, and Australians have gone through. Australia, these businesses that are calling me, they've sacrificed. They've willingly shut their doors. They went through cash flow problems last year to lock down and protect people, but never did they think that their government would turn around after all that and put them out on the street. But that is what is happening. There's a coffee shop in Rockhampton. Half his staff is not vaccinated and don't want to be. He himself is not vaccinated. He might have to shut his doors in a month's time. His wife is currently pregnant. She doesn't want to be vaccinated. She is being told she can't go to antenatal classes while she is not vaccinated. What the hell happened to my body, my choice? Why are we making pregnant women, pregnant women uh, go through a medical procedure that they don't want to have? That is what these laws are doing. There are nurses uh, who have given their lives, put themselves on the front line last year, and now we're saying, thanks for your service, no more, you're out. No leave without, no leave without pay, no, 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 um, no payout of their terms, just you're gone. You're gone. Four, apparently 4,000 nurses have walked off the job in Queensland over the past month, and there are probably more. They're the ones we know about due to the mandates itself, or have said it's because of the mandates. That's 5 per cent of the health workforce in this country, in, in Queensland. Now, we're apparently, we're apparently doing this to protect the hospital system, but we're losing 5 per cent or so of our health workforce. There's already a stretched hospital system. It is already a situation where people sometimes can't get a bed. So how is this, how are these policies actually going to deliver the objective they state they want to when 5,000 workers have walked off the job in our health system in Queensland over the past month? And I don't support these mandates and I support this legislation because vaccine mandates don't work. I am vaccinated. I support the vaccination rollout. I encourage others to be vaccinated because I think it does protect uh, oneself uh, from the severe disease that COVID can inflict. But, but these vaccines do not seem to be doing a good job at stopping transmission. 
and therefore there is no justification to require other people uh, to do what you have done. There is no justification to take choice off others because it is not going to work. And for those who support vaccine mandates in this place, for those who support, name me one country where vaccine passports are working. Just one. Just one. Because there are lots of countries doing it. We are in this lucky position in Australia where we have not had widespread coronavirus. We can see lots of other examples of other countries and what they have done, uh, what they are doing in response to it, lockdowns, the Sweden approach, lots of different varieties across the world. And a lot of countries have introduced vaccine passports and vaccine mandates. So, so for the advocates of vaccine mandates, this, this incredibly authoritarian policy that strips rights off people, just name me one country where the vaccine passports have helped stop the spread of coronavirus. There just one. There are none. Senator McMahon is right. There are none. There are none. And let's go through a few of them. Austria, currently having more than 10,000 cases a day, a record. They have vaccine passports. Bulgaria, currently having nearly 5,000 cases a day. That's a record for them. They have vaccine passports. The Czech Republic, they're at 10,000 cases a day, just below their previous record of 12,000 cases a day. They have vaccine passports. France have introduced vaccine passports. They're experiencing massive coronavirus at the moment. Serbia are experiencing 7,500 cases a day, a record. They've, had, they've got vaccine passports. Germany are introducing vaccine passports. They've got 40,000 cases a day. It's almost double their previous record. The Netherlands and Switzerland are in the same boat. Vaccine passports simply do not work. They are a failed policy that we should walk away from before this gets any worse for all of us. Before we inflict more pain, more pain on everybody, let's walk away from these mandates. Now, I do want to deal with the issue that will be raised about whether this is the Commonwealth Government's responsibility. That's a fair point. These mandates have come in place by state governments and they are no doubt within the purview of state governments with their constitutional power over public health. There's no doubt about that. Obviously, though, the Commonwealth Government does have powers from time to time to override the states. Indeed, the Constitution does say uh, that where a law at the Commonwealth level conflicts with the state government law, the Commonwealth Government, will, the Commonwealth government law will prevail. The question is then, can we legislate in this area? Well, this legislation, this legislation uses a variety of powers that the Commonwealth Government has, like the corporation's power, which has been clearly established by the High Court uh, as one with significant uh, uh, reach, uh, which we apply in many different areas, in environmental policy, uh, in industrial relations policy, and as no doubt I think it could apply here in public health policy too. But more importantly, more importantly uh, given the rights we are talking about here, this bill, this bill uses the Commonwealth Government's international treaties powers uh, uh, that are all, have also been backed up by High Court rulings, that we have the right then to make laws that enforce treaties. And where does the treaty come from in this instance that gives us this power? Well, we are a signatory to the International Covenant on Economic, Social and Cultural Rights. And I'll refer to the Australian Government's Attorney General website here. The Attorney General's website, the official Australian Government website, says that the right to work includes the right to, of everyone to the opportunity to gain his or her living by work which he or she, he or she sorry, freely chooses or accepts. It goes on to say, uh, where does the right to work and rights and work come from? Australia is a party to seven core international human rights treaties. The right to work and rights in work is contained in Article 61781A of the International Covenant of Economic, Social and Cultural Rights. We clearly have the power here 
uh, uh, Madam Deputy President, uh, to enforce these basic rights across Australia, because that is clearly a job of the federal government to enforce human rights in this country. They are basic rights that should be available to every Australian citizen, regardless of where they live or where they are born or whether they are born overseas. It's a birthright of anyone in this country to have the right to work. We have signed up to that. We should implement that and stand by that by overriding these unfair, unethical and cruel uh, uh, state government mandates. Now, I, in saying that, I do think this bill has the power to do these things. I, uh, I do have. I would make some amendments to this legislation. I think it's important to note that this legislation has its origins with a bill that, in the other place, Mr. Craig Kelly and Mr. George Christensen uh, drafted. Uh, uh, Senator Hanson has made some changes. She's changed the, the the approach in that bill from vaccine passports to discrimination, but the basic structure. Uh, remains the same. I, though, do think that it is worthy to have some amendments. I will support this bill regardless of whether those amendments are accepted or not, but I do think uh, that the Australian government should retain the power of deciding who comes to this country and whether they're vaccinated or not. That was something in the original Kelly Christensen bill that I would seek to reinsert. I do think that we do need to look at exceptions in high-risk situations, uh, such as aged care centres, such as uh, uh, COVID wards in hospitals where perhaps a requirement for vaccination would reduce risk in a high-risk situation. Those, those, my amendments, though, would ensure that any such exceptions are very narrowly targeted and don't otherwise impinge on someone's right to work and make a living. So, for example, in a hospital, if someone is, does not want to be vaccinated, that may mean they will not be able to work in the COVID ward, but hospitals are big places and will surely be able to find other means of work for those people. What my principle here is, is that we should just respect each other as Australians and respect each other's choices. And if someone else wants to make a different choice to me, I don't want to make, it, make their life miserable, as the head of the Queensland Medical Association said the other day, remarkably said, that he said anyone unvaccinated will be lonely and miserable. What, what an inhumane thing to say about a fellow Australian. And I don't want to take any lectures anymore from the Labor Party about compassion or refugees uh, or people's rights to work, because the Labor Party here are not standing by the unions. They're not standing by the CFMEU, who are fighting BHB at the moment on vaccine mandates. I am. I'm standing with the CFMEU. I support their case. I'm against big business telling people what to do. But the Labor Party now here are not supporting the labourers of this country who just want to work and provide for their families. They have deserted them. They have deserted them, and worse, they are vilifying them. They are vilifying them. We had the spectacle last week of the Deputy Premier of Queensland, Stephen Miles, say that those protesting, those people out there protesting, are the fringe elements of society. That's what he said. He said they were the fringe elements of society. We saw hundreds of thousands of Australians out there on the weekend. Thus far, I've seen just one arrest, one arrest in the whole protest, and the police in Victoria said that was actually unrelated to the protest. All right, they, these have been the most peaceful, large-scale protests we have ever seen in this country. And then we have the Deputy Premier out there saying to average men and women in this country who just want to work that they are fringe elements. They are fringe elements. That's the contempt that the modern Labor Party has for the average working man and woman in this country. Dan Andrews, the Premier of Victoria, Mr Daniel Andrews, he's out there saying that they're radical extremists. All these people that just want to work 
and own a business and run a coffee shop. You're a radical extremist at the moment. Now, according to the Victorian Labor Premier, that's how you've been labelled. Well, this division has to end, and passing this legislation would be, would be a strike for unity in this country, a strike against further division. Because I fear what's going to happen next year. I didn't think we'd end up in this place. When COVID first hit last year, I supported the lockdowns. I thought we all had to, we're all in this together. Remember that? Remember we're all in this together? That's, that was a long time ago. That was a long time ago. And now we're dividing our community, uh, segmenting them up, segregating ourselves uh, based on the politics of fear. Because if we do not end this here, what will be next next year? Because as I said, the passports aren't going to stop COVID. We know that. Everybody here knows that. They may not express it, but they know it. They know it, that the passports aren't going to end COVID. We will get outbreaks next year. We will have outbreaks. Even with, we will have high vaccination rates, that's clear. But we will have outbreaks. And what will happen then? Because if I know governments well, I don't think they're going to get up in March next year and say, oh, look, Sorry about these uh, record coronavirus cases. We were at fault. We were wrong about the passports. That was our fault. You know, mea culpa. That's not what governments will do. What they'll do is they'll double down and they'll blame the unvaccinated even more. They'll seek to blame someone. They'll seek to say these outbreaks are all because of the unvaccinated, when it's clearly not true. It can't be statistically true in these countries. There's not enough unvaccinated people to have these spreads. But that's what they'll do and we'll further divide our society. And then what will happen? Then they'll say, we've got to have all the kids vaccinated. They've all got to line up. And that's, you know, I'm on the front lines of this battle because that's where I draw the line. I am not ever going to support a government's forcing children to get these vaccines. But that is where we are headed unless we are put, put this to a stop now. That's what they will do. That's what governments will do when these clearly failed policies fail. Then they'll seek to say, Let's go after the kids. We've got to vaccinate them too. Now, there is no justification for that in health terms. The Doherty modelling itself clearly shows that vaccinating children has almost no effect on coronavirus spreads. But that won't matter. That won't matter. There'll be new health advice from the failed uh, uh, and hopeless medical associations of this country who continue to say that opening up will cause massive lockdowns and then are wrong, then are massively wrong. These people should have no credibility now. What needs to happen is we restore freedom in this country. We let every Australian choice. I trust the Australian people to make the right decisions. I trust the Australian people to be, to make, be the masters of their own health care. I trust Australians to look after their own families. I trust Australians to work and cooperate and do business with each other without the heavy hand of government being over them all the time. 